This second season of the Grown Up podcast focuses on transformation and how it can allow anyone to achieve specific life and business goals through coaching. Find out how to dig deeper, think bigger, and discover new opportunities that, among other things, can change and improve life by bringing focus, motivation, and energy into your daily routine. Hello, everyone, and welcome to your coaching journey, the new season of Grow Now podcast. My name is Raluca, Raluca Gomeja. I'm an international business owner, speaker, coach, and mostly what I do these days is traveling the world to help individuals, entrepreneurs, business owners to grow their life and their business, to have more time and more energy while making more money. In my travel, I get to meet lots of people, business owners, or what I call business owners to be, or simply regular human beings who struggle more or less with the same topics. I get asked plenty of questions, and some of them, after a while, become a topic of an article, an ebook, or a talk. In this season of your coaching journey, I'll get to answer a question that very often is firstly asked when I meet new people. Where is all this energy coming from? Or how come you have so much energy? There is a quick answer to that, as one can tell when someone's work energizes them. And while I have been born with a fair level of energy, most of it is coming from technique and practice, like most things in life and business. As I am a coach, it's not rare to add a question to any of the questions I get asked. Like in this situation, I will ask, imagine you have all the energy you want. What will be different in your life? This is exactly how each episode will go. I will share with you some secrets and I will give a homework and let you with a question to help you reflect and move forward. While I totally enjoy this podcast, know that no books, no courses, no podcasts, name it, no matter how amazing they might be, can replace the work you do with a coach. The journey is not necessarily pleasant nor joyful every day, but it is worth it. So fasten your seatbelts, take out your notebook, disconnect your phone for the next 15 minutes or so, and come with me into your coaching journey. Hello, my dear friends, my dear listeners, and welcome back to your coaching journey. After focusing on two of our internal blockers on the last two episodes, meaning limiting beliefs and interpretation, today we will explore more the value of having doubts as well as the danger of having self-doubts. Having doubts help us grow, find new perspective, develop and exploring life. It keeps us humble and appreciative of I don't know everything. From that perspective, one can only learn, discover, and grow every day. The more we know, the more we realize how much we don't know, actually. The more we have specific doubts, the more that it's allowing us to actually see different options, explore opportunities, and decide. On the contrary, not having doubts would be a sign of arrogance, a lot of mistakes, it could be quite egocentric and inefficient when you think about it. It may mean that 
we will not have access to global information will cut us from data that can keep us from making wrong choices or keep making the same choices over and over again, hoping for a different result. You see, on the same way, having doubts does not mean we are hesitating or we are procrastinating or we are lazy. Having doubts and accepting them is part of growing. It's a way for us to take a serene decision, not out of fear, but after understanding and assessing the options that are in front of us. Having doubts also helps us challenging others as well as self. You see, we can have doubts about fundamental things in life, as well as things that are structuring our life, like marriage or relationship. We can even doubt about God existence or relationships in general. And those will only help us choose what works best for us. On the contrary, having self-doubt, it's actually ignoring the gift of life itself. It is the total opposite of what we just said about this amazing opportunity we have while having doubts to actually live a life that works for us. When we have self-doubt, it prevents us from living. When we are having doubts, we grow. It means we don't have the full of information to actually take a decision. Or it means maybe there is not the right timing yet, or something else may need to happen in order for us to move. So how do we know what is the main difference between having some specific doubts in general and having self-doubts? Let's take an example. I remember one of my clients who was hesitating about meeting with some of her clients. And that was part of what she really wanted because she or her objective was to grow her business which involved by default to meet more potential clients and to try to sell a little bit more. So I asked her, what was she hesitating about? Was it about when is the best time of the day to propose a meeting, for example? Was it if it, it should be over the phone or in person? Um, about what she should wear or what topic shall she address or in, in which order? Or was she more having self-doubts, meaning hesitating about, mm, am I ready enough? Would I add enough value to this meeting? Um, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, these clients will see I'm not good enough. They will feel I'm just there to sell them and make money on their behalf, etc., etc. You see, in her case, it was both. Yet, while we had an easy cut on, yes, in-person will be a better um, meeting, lunch or afternoon is better than later in the day for a first meeting, as it's more business-oriented, etc., etc., the second part took much longer. Do you notice the differences between these two options? In the first case, the main thing is that we know what to do we need to decide when and how to meet a client, for example. We may find answers because we talk with someone who knows the client or the client habits, let's say, or with someone who is in the business for long enough to share with us what is the best business conduct, for example, for a first meeting in a specific culture, 
etc., etc. All that we need is additional information. In the second case, there is nothing or very little we can do by ourselves. And most of the time we don't even dare to share that kind of self-doubt with someone for fear of being judged and confirmed that we don't deserve it. You see, from that mindset, most probably that meeting will never happen. It will just go over and over in our head like, well, I'm not sure I'm ready. I'm not sure I'm ready. I'm not sure I'm ready. Which actually equals with I am not ready. And as I'm having self-doubt about how ready I am, uh, I actually start to feel down and sad, which by the way is normal because when we want to grow our business and we don't feel ready to meet with a potential client, we just move away from our own goal. So it makes sense to feel sad and frustrated. Yet from that feeling, what action we may take, what is most likely to happen? Because, you know, when we feel down, we don't feel like going to that meeting, isn't it? We are not ready, so why even bother? Let, let me just cancel it, isn't it? Or let's say you, you are brave enough, so you push yourself and you go to that meeting. Yet, you go there with this feeling of being completely scared and paralyzed. And from that level of energy, what are the chances for that meeting to go well? You see, the more we feel scared and not ready, the more we'll make maybe some mistakes or not communicating properly or not being very clear, etc., etc., which may push the client away. Otherwise, change, chances are for that client to not sign with you. Yeah, when considering the way you present or introduce yourself to. And the same happened with many other examples. Let's say you want to become a public speaker. You may have doubts about which topic to address, what language do you use, what kind of speaker to be. Maybe you want to be a platform seller or a motivational speaker or, or an expert sharing, right? Um, or you may have doubts about how long your speech shall be, what size of audience to address first, etc., etc. And in the same time, you can have self-doubts. Am I a good speaker? Who will listen to what I have to say? Why anyone will listen to me when there are so many motivational speakers out there? And so forth. In the first case, there is plenty of information available to answer your questions. There are people who are in that business of public speaking for long and have all the tricks and best practices around it. You can work with someone who has more experience in that field or with a coach, etc., etc. And because of that, you will decide which way is best for you. In the second case, most of the time, that will come with a feeling of frustration sadness, even angerness about yourself and others. It may go into an energy that might predict a future failure and therefore confirming your initial doubts. Another explanation may go into, yes, I am objectively um, not a good speaker, which makes sense. I just started, right? And maybe out of that, a few decisions may happen. 
But there is a big difference between feeling you are not good enough at something and objectively recognizing a need to improve on some specific aspect to make you better in that public speaking space, for example. And finally, let's take a more day-to-day example so it may resonate with more people. Maybe something we may want to share with a family friend or or a member of, of, of the family or a loved one. I mean, somebody close to us and yet we are terrified about the other person's reaction and we may go into a lot of suffering because we doubt we'll ever have the courage to speak up will ever be brave enough to live a life no matter what any other person, family, friends, your even love partner may think or not about it. So how do we move forward? First, I like to focus on the indisputable value of having doubts. You see, having doubts means we are aware that we do not know everything. Having specific doubts means that we know there is a path for us and others to grow. And having those specific doubts means that there may be um, better or worse options, yet the most important part is that there are options and there is a way. Second, let's focus on the proof um, danger of having self-doubts. Having self-doubts means there is nothing nothing we can do and therefore we get stopped into a vicious circle that it's only worsen our way we feel and we experience life from that perspective there is nothing we can do it is difficult to accept that we are not good enough isn't it that we don't deserve enough that we are not entitled to whatsoever we mean I mean, we will continue to believe we cannot have what we want and what we deserve and ultimately never, never being happy, loved, successful, name it. Having self-doubts and more importantly, buying into our own doubts is the most dangerous thing one can do because that is self-sabotage, a prediction of failure a self-promonition of a lousy life. Now, let me ask you two questions. Okay, so you are not good enough. You will never be successful. You will never be loved, happy, whatever the story you tell to yourself. My first question is, how do you know? And my second question is, now what? You see, these two questions are the key to move forward. And like always, in order to help you with this process, here are five steps you may want to apply so to take full advantage of the value of doubts while mitigating the risk of self-doubt. How to know what kind of doubts you are facing and what to do with those. So let's take it first level one. So when having doubts before even asking what kind of doubts those are, meaning are they some specific doubts or are they self-doubts, just try to be as factual as possible. All we need is enough information, as much as possible objective thinking and factual data to get in order to decide what to do. So the first level is understanding 
understanding from an objective and factual information base. Level two, it's when having doubts, we may want to check the way those doubts make us feel. When those doubts are preventing us from moving forward, let's say we feel paralyzed by fear, there is a big chance those are more linked to self-doubts. When the specific doubts generate a feeling of curiosity, excitement, exploration, learning more, experience, that goes with a form of growing energy that the children are more enjoyable and a sign of, let's call them, more healthy doubts. Level three. Now, one very key topic, this level three is really essential. In order to decide, one may just want to use their gut and intuition when not sure which way is the best. Which means that after we went into level one, remember, it's more about factual information, and level two, we check the way those doubts make us feel. The next step is to go with the decision that seems the more natural for us. I mean, usually we can go with a deadline or a specific condition to push us to decide. Yet know that as soon as we decide, we are not longer in doubts because we are in action mode. By the way, on a side note, one of the signs of self-doubts or self-doubting is that we avoid taking any decision as we feel the safer way is not to act at all. Level four, know that whatever decision you make, no matter when you make it, it is always the best. I mean, why? Let me give you some explanation. First, when we have no clue about what outcome we may have of a decision, it means that we can only experience one decision, not more than one option at a time. So, we have no clue of what would be the outcome of that decision, isn't it? Second, as we cannot try it all and then decide what is best, what is the point to keep thinking, well, the other option would have been maybe better, and why did I choose this way, etc., etc. And finally, as long as we don't know what is best for us, as it could only be judged at the end of the journey eventually, why not consider it something that works better for us? I mean, think about it. What works better? Continuous thinking or overthinking that whatever decision you took was a bad decision or that you should have taken a different one, like, you know, having that second thought in your own mind or knowing that this was and it is still the best decision you could have ever made. You see, the only thing that makes a difference is the way we think about it. Because we actually, as I said before, have no clue of what would or would not work better. Finally, level five, when we feel and identify self-doubts, instead of being afraid of the process, go into a process that is allowing us to challenge that thought. It goes like this. Okay, I'm not a good friend, for example, or I'm not a good business partner. And I'll give you three questions. Question number one. How true is that? 
Question number two, how well does that serve me? And question number three, what else I could do to change that? Which means it may be true, for example, that you are not a good friend for, let's say, according to your own standards and definition of friendship. Once you said that, providing you stay there, the risk of becoming an even worse friend and losing your friends may increase, isn't it? So asking the question, how well does this serve me? I mean, to think about this way or in this way about myself may open the door to new thoughts, which means how could I be a better friend? Or how do I make sure this is not me self-doubting, but the factual information from my own friends, for example? Or even moving into well, I could definitely do more of this and that, which is something you feel like doing and enjoying doing. Or um, you may move into this is as much as I can do right now for my friends, considering what is happening in my own life. And I mean, I will be a better friend whenever I'll be ready, because right now I want to take first care of myself. Or, or even, even more accepting that your real friends may be those who like you the way you are, no matter what you do or you don't do. You see how we can move forward slowly by slowly out of self-doubting. Knowing how to navigate in between doubts and self-doubts is salvatory. Not only it's allowing us to grow, it also enables us to have a life experience that matters. Dealing with and embracing failure is the best way to move forward out of doubt and out of self-doubting. What is the worst that would happen? And then what? As we reach the end of this episode, like always, here is your homework. Start by having a list of all your doubts. Objectively, ask which kind of doubt is. Do we deal with a self-doubt or a more specific doubt that we can uh, decide on? What kind of factual information can you add to make it more effective? What is that you feel you, uh, or when you take um, each doubt one by one? And finally, make a decision. The only thing that will kill the doubts is a decision. To help you with that, think about this coaching principle. There are no mistakes. Knowing that there is nothing that can go wrong. And even if it will go wrong, you will find a way to deal with it. Trusting that. How long will you still want to hesitate? What needs to happen for you to decide? And I'd like to leave you with this final thought. What is your self-doubt or lack of decision have been holding you from so far in your life? And how much more time and how much more life are you willing to sacrifice till you go and live the life you deserve and you really, really want? Till next time, enjoy. This is your coaching journey. Thank you for listening. 
Thank you for listening. And for more information on her business coaching, ebooks, and mastermind programs, please visit mitraluka.com. Thank you.